You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Indians. I am Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. We have a lot to talk about on the show today. We have some quotes from teammates about the Clevenger Police Act situation. We have some minor roster moves because of the Clevenger Police Act situation. And we have a game today that was directly affected by and will continue to affect the Indians because of the Clevenger Police Act situation. And basically at this point in time, we're waiting to see uh, if suspensions will come down, uh, what's going to occur, and how long uh, both these pitchers will be out. The Indians did announce their schedule uh, for the next few days. And that is certainly something worth noting that basically we're not going to see Clevenger or Plesak until next week. Uh, Carrasco pitches on tomorrow. And then the next series, you've got Saval on Friday, Bieber on Saturday. Plutko's going to pitch again Sunday, so that means we will not see either player this week for the Cleveland Indians. And again, it's a bummer. Because at a base level, Clevenger is supposed to be the veteran, you know, leader on this staff, along with Carlos Carrasco. But in a lot of respects, Clevenger is more the outspoken one. And he's the one who was friends with Plesak, who worked with him. We talked about some of the things that they were working with during the, uh, when everything was on hiatus. And then Plesak was arguably the most interesting and exciting Cleveland Indian to follow in the early going with just the step forward he had taken and how well he had been playing. And, you know, we'll see what the team does going forward, but uh, they're heading to Detroit. I'm going to talk with the Detroit guys over on Tigerstown tomorrow night, actually. And I'll come back and uh, pass that in any information I have along on the podcast. It's an odd schedule. After, what, 17 games in a row, they had Monday off and they have Thursday off, which is part of the reason they can get away with uh, putting both Plesak and Clevenger on the restricted list. Naquin was activated, and Logan Allen was called up. And you know that if you watch the game tonight. Uh, I don't blame anyone who didn't or instead flipped over to the uh, ridiculous hockey game. I think it was probably better entertainment bang for your buck, honestly. But, uh, you know, we talked that this was kind of a coin flip game when you had Clevenger in there, especially because of his inconsistencies this year. With Plutko, I expect it to be a loss, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, with as good as the bullpen has been, you kind of put this a little bit on the bullpen. Uh, Adam Plutko, four innings, you know, emergency work. You, you can't expect too much more in four innings. One earned run on four hits, walk, and two strikeouts. He'll take that. Oliver Brez continues to have not let a run in in this one. Cam Hill struggled, but... Uh, the three-run shot, remember, came from Phil Maiden. So, yes, he'll put two of those guys on. But he didn't uh, He didn't give up the home run. That was by Maiden. It is odd to look at Cam Hill's line, though. It's like two hits, one walk, four earned runs. What? That's only three base runners. How did we get four earned runs? But uh, it's the game of baseball for you. I mean, he... Uh, did also hit a batter. It's always odd to me that that's not part of the box score. Like that, I feel like that should be somewhere shown in your traditional box score. The Indians hit a pair of them in this one. Uh, after that, Logan Allen, who also hit a batter, uh, came out three innings, one earned run, four hits, 
uh, two walks, and he struck out one. 63 pitches. Uh, they needed that because they dug deep into the pen in this one, and you have that concern that going to Pletko, who wasn't ready to start, who has not been stretched out as a starter recently, meant that you had the short inning affair in terms of how deep he could go. And then you have to dive into the pen. You have to use it early, which you know gives you less options for the rest of the week for tomorrow. So that trickle down and the effect it's going to have on the uh, the team is something to talk about. Let's talk about some quotes. I want to read some quotes specifically from Adam Pletko and specifically from Francisco Lindor. Adam Pletko's post-game, you ready for this? They hurt us bad. They lied to us. They sat here in front of you guys and publicly said that they didn't publicly said things that they didn't follow through on. It's going to be up to them. It really is. I let them sit here and tell you how they're going to earn their trust back. I don't need to put words in their mouths. The term that I continue to hear and excuse my language is grown-ass man. So those grown-ass men can sit here and tell you guys what happened and tell you guys what they're going to do to fix it. I don't need to do that for them. One of the big lines there is earning that trust back and also saying that they lied to us and they hurt us bad. That doesn't sound like a, a water under the bridge thing. It doesn't sound like quick moving on when one of their teammates, part of their you know pitching staff, is saying that about them. That's I, To me, that's a big deal. That is a big statement that speaks to this not being a, a team very happy with these uh, players' choices. Now let's talk about Francisco Lindor's. I have mixed feelings because we're all grown men. At the end of the day, we have to sit and look at ourselves in the mirror. And it's not about the person you see in the mirror. It's about who's behind you, the other people. It's not about the one person in general. It's about everyone around him and the family members that are behind us. The coaching staff, Carrasco, all the players on the teams that are at high risk, family members. We're in a time right now with COVID-19, with racism, everything. This is a time to be selfless. This is when we have to sit back and understand this is not about one person specifically. It's about everybody. You have to go out there and understand that it's about your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor. It's not just you specifically. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. In these times, we've got to be forgiving in order for us to live life a good st- in a good state. However, trust is earned. They're going to work to gain a trust. God said, love your neighbors as much as you love yourself. That's what we have to do right now. Love our neighbors, take care of our neighbors, which in this case is our teammates, our coaches, and our family members. Then you worry about yourself. We're humans. We make mistakes. I can't emphasize that enough. This is not the this is not these two players. This is everyone in the world. The virus continues to stay out there. People need to be accountable. Understand that we have the opportunity to end it. But if we continue to not be accountable and continue to not care about our neighbors and not care about the people that we truly love, then what are we doing? Sometimes you have to sit down, listen, take things, and be bigger. Be bigger than what's happening. That's how we're going to end this. That's how we're going to be in a better spot the next couple of months of this year and the rest of our lives. Understanding we have to be selfless. We have to We have to help our neighbors and we have to do things the right way at the end of the day we have to do our part and our part is a, is caring about the people next to us that's how we're going to do things the right way go through that and you, you keep hearing uh selfless and i talked about on the show last night uh specifically of clevenger his choices were incredibly selfish and it was you know i'll quote it again what i said yesterday mike clevenger clearly showed that uh, he matters more than his teammates, his teammates' families, or anyone else. That it was one of the most selfish moves I had seen recently, uh, him not being honest. And, I mean, that quote from Lindor 
says it as well. I mean, he's talking about caring about others and being selfless and being, you know, helping others. <laughs> and that's his response to talking about teammates who uh, decided to have fun and go out and do something they knew they shouldn't do because they were selfish and thought about their fun first, uh, thought about uh, going out and seeing friends and meeting some ladies likely, and that's what mattered more than their teammates and the teammates who were at risk. And if you thought that yesterday I was being over the top, listen to those quotes. That's Francisco Lindor and Adam Plutko, and it's very clear that uh, Plesak and Clevenger are going to have to work at it and that uh, their teammates are not big fans of theirs right now, that their teammates are frustrated with the choices that were made because this is a team that is noticeably worse without them and it's going to be at least a week without them and we'll see you know, when they get activated from the restricted list, if any suspensions come down from the league or from the Indians. But as of now, it's, it's very clear that uh, their teammates are upset Adam Plucko using the strong language of being lied to, and then uh, Lindor's strong language of, you know, being selfless, caring about others, and the like. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting clubhouse and an odd situation. Uh, you think maybe Plesak can get away with it because his, you know, he was sent home, and he's a young player, and it's his first boneheaded mistake. But for Clevenger, it's supposed to be one of the leaders on this team. Uh, I don't see how you can still consider him a, a real leader right now when uh, his teammates are talking about everything they're talk, talked about. We have a pair of fantastic sponsors today. The first sponsor we'll talk about is rockauto.com. Remember, when you go to rockauto.com and you place your order, you're going to tell them, well, how'd you find out about us? Right? Locked on Indians. Right? Locked on. That's the important part. But add Indians. Add MLB. Do something to, to point out you went there because of us. And I say go there, and I bring this up every time. It's a really easy to navigate website. Go find the parts and pieces for your car. You're going to see they save you money because they don't have stores everywhere. It's one location that cuts down on things like rent and staff and all of those things that cause prices to rise. So because they have that one centralized location, rockout.com saves money and they pass the savings on to you so go there check it out you'll see what i mean easy to navigate fantastic selections even better prices rockauto.com and remember to that in the how did you hear about us section right locked on or even better locked on indians our other fantastic sponsor is cbdmd.com and they're an important sponsor because this is an mlb specific one the promo code for cbdmd Dot com is locked on MLB and that code is going to get you 25% off your order and when you spend basically 80 bucks you get free shipping on your order and what are their products they have tinctures they have gummies they have tops topicals capsules sleep aids bath bombs for your pets they have tinctures hard shoes pet shoes peanut butter and topicals all sorts of things for you or your pet things that can help you feel better if you're someone who already uses CBD products, here's a chance to save 25% with the promo code locked on MLB. If you've ever been curious, here's a chance to go and try CBD and save 25% off your order. So go there right now, check out the site, see what they can do for you. That is cbdmd.com. Use the promo code locked on MLB. So 
tonight's game, you know, on top of just the history, recent history of the Indians and the Cubs, Jason Kipnis uh, played second base in this one. Uh, he went one for three, also had a walk. He, he was batting ninth. He, uh, you know, the numbers look good. The one hit was a double. He's not been uh, used a whole lot this year. He's appeared in just uh, seven games, 19 total at-bats for the Cubs. He has been, you know, a little inconsistent in their usage, but it is nice to see that he's still out there uh, getting opportunities. It's odd from the regard that, like, we're so used to players, when they leave Cleveland, it's because they're moving on to bigger and better things. Kipnis, I was surprised almost to see these already 33 doesn't feel like that long ago that we were excited about Kipnis and Chisenhall's major league debuts. Kipnis got a minor league contract, and Chisenhall has been retired for over a year. Uh, it, it, again, not even 10-year careers for uh, a pair of guys. It's like Chisenhall had stayed healthy. He might have made an all-star game uh, during one or two of those seasons. Kipnis is one of the five best second basemen in franchise history. Speaking of uh, best players in franchise history... Moving on from Kipnis, how about the fact that Carlos Santana is now second all-time in walks? Uh, he had been tied with Tris Speaker. He's behind Jim Tomey now, but you know he's top five in most categories. He should honestly. Curious to hear people's thoughts on this, just because uh, he's not been loved in spite of his production. But is Carlos Santana someone whose number should be retired down the line? Uh, the offensive performance is there. The numbers are there. I, I think you have to consider it. I mean, he's going to retire one of the best hitters in uh, Indians history. And and while to some degree he was always a, a bit of a disappointment because he was there were such high expectations when he came up and then there was the wear and tear of playing catcher early in his career, the guy's just been a steady player for the Cleveland Indians. He's, he's like former Indian... Eddie Murray, uh, of all the players who have had uh, 500 home runs, I believe he's the only one who never had a 40 home run season. He just, 30 every year. Solid numbers every year. That's Carlos Santana. Solid steady production. Last year was the career year, which uh, saw him go beyond anything we'd ever seen with him. But just a constant stream of steady production with Carlos Santana. And again, uh, we'll see if his option gets picked up. We'll see if he ends up back in Cleveland next year. But even if this is it, if this is his swan song, he's going to leave one of the 20 best hitters in franchise history, and he's going to be top five in a lot of categories. And honestly, in the recent years, he might stand out in terms of, you know, what numbers do you consider retiring? A lot of players didn't stick long in Cleveland. Who was here for more than, you know, six years? It's not a big list. And when you go through the numbers, Santana's arguably been... I mean, hopefully, Jose Ramirez is going to be up there. Uh, Francisco Lindor, even though we know he is, his time is, is coming to an end in Cleveland, the production alone from his time might be enough to get him in consideration. Side note, uh, thanks to Steam Summer Sale, I picked up the latest out-of-the-park developments, and I was having fun uh, just being a GM and managing seasons. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I had stayed in Cleveland through his age 38 year, uh, number retired by the Cleveland Indians in the end, and I think he'll have a decent chance of the Hall of Fame as he hit 500 home runs through the simulations uh, in in that game as well. So thought I would bring that back in, meant to talk about that on the show today. Speaking of things I want to do on the show, I think now is a perfect time to do some more 
thank yous and uh, shout outs for people who have done reviews over on iTunes. When we looked at the data uh, through the geolocation, that is like 90% of our listens come through iTunes. So we left off with the Commission Brownstown. Thank you, TWD and ORD. Thank you, Here Be Dragons NYC. Thank you, Filbert11. Thank you, Stoops. Thank you, VVVHHHTTGCSEC. Thank you, Sasamco. And you're right, I do keep butchering uh, Brooke Jacoby, adding that S, and Hal uh, Trotsky, not Trotsky. Uh, Trotsky was, of course, the uh, Russian autocrat. Uh, thank you, the Nad Thinker, 88. Is that Mad Thinker, but with an N? Uh, I wonder about that. Thank you, Marty Zim, 1952. Thank you, Ohio Jaguar. Thank you, Medina Tony. And thank you, PM1052. That is our most recent one. We're sitting at 40 ratings. When I get the, the next rating, I'll make sure to give a shout out for that as well. But it is big. It does help the show. Um, we're getting a little more uh, run. We might have a local sponsor, which is huge for the show, in the next few days. That's great for us. And again, all the success of the show is only because of the fan base out there. Um, you guys listening, supporting the show, downloading, checking out sponsors, writing reviews. That's so huge. And I really do mean thank you because... There were times, I'll be honest, especially in the early going, when you get that monthly check and it's like 22 bucks, and I'm like, why am I doing this for you know an hour a day? Uh, but you put in the time and effort, and it's not a huge money maker by any means, but it's it's something, and I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy interacting with everyone through Facebook and Twitter and email. So thank you. I try to respond to everyone. It doesn't always happen because I also have a small child, but thank you. Like I, the only reason that I have kept doing this podcast is because of the audience, and I just really I'm going to keep thanking the audience from here to the end of time. So again, thank you very much for that. Tomorrow's show, um, I'm going to see if I can get the the broadcast that I do with the the Tigers, and I might post that up here uh, from talking with the guys over at Tig, Tig, Tiger Tigers Town. Ugh, can't speak; it's getting late here. Uh, if not. I will talk about the uh, the game tomorrow between Carrasco and Hendricks. Uh, we'll see if I was right. If Carrasco is a little bit nervous looking in this one, uh, then we'll preview the ske- the scheduled matchup against the Tigers. We now know what the pitching is going to look like, but the Tigers, if you haven't been paying attention, have been pretty good. They're nine and six. They're actually second in the Central right now. You might not have realized that, yes, the Tigers are second in the AL Central. Uh, If you've been a longtime listener who doesn't miss a podcast, you know how I talked about that I liked what the Tigers were doing. I liked their offseason. I like, love their pitching development uh, and some of the young arms. So I thought it was a really interesting uh, piece recently with Tarek Skubal, who is the lefty from University of Seattle that was an absolute steal that they got in the draft, who went out and... uh, well, he didn't go out. He happened to contract COVID in 14 days of 103-degree fever. Um, not, uh, it, It's been rough for him. But even without having the availability, Jacoby Jones has been one of those early breakout guys, absolutely on fire for them. At some point, he's going to come back down to earth. 
because he's always had terrible on-base skills. We'll see what goes there. But the whole lineup is just clicking. A lot of players performing well. There's some underperforming. And then for me, it's just... Like I said, I don't want to go too much into the preview now because we'll do that some more on the show tomorrow. If you listen to me last season, I thought Spencer Turnbull was more interesting than Matthew Boyd. And he's proving me right in that so far this year. Small sample size, of course. Turnbull's been excellent. Maybe the best pitcher no one's talking about. Tyler Alexander, I'm trying to remember what he did that was ridiculous last week. Um, was it striking out so many guys in a row or something like that? Uh, a lefty with a really high K rate right now. Matthew Boyd's had some struggles in the early goings. Ivan Nova is Ivan Nova. Uh, not expecting too much there. And that's, I guess, where I get kind of, if I'm a Tigers fan, I get excited because they're doing all of this. And Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, they're all close. They've got a nice clump of pitchers. Uh, I think all three uh, are one-two types. That's it's almost unheard of. I, I like that grouping of pitching better than any team's grouping of pitching uh, of three players uh, in recent years. The only one that comes close is the San Diego grouping, where I liked Paddock, but I, I don't, no one thought Paddock would become what he's become. But kind of, if you want to count Paddock, Gore, and uh, Luis Patino, that's the only other one that comes close. I mean, people love the Braves group. I was never as high on that group. Which, again, listen to the podcast, you know. The Tigers, we'll see what they do. They're in a right situation to, uh, to make a sudden large improvement because Turnbull looks so good. Those three excellent young arms. Alexander's pitching well. Matthew Boyd. See if Michael Fulmer can recover. Uh, this is another team that honestly could make some waves if they decide that this is not the season for them. This might be a team where uh, other teams are going to go look for some pitching help. I just keep that in mind with this Detroit Tigers team. I went long again. Again, thank you. I've, I've already done it in depth. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff. Jeff MLB Draft. Continue to listen this week for more talk about the news, the games, uh, and anything else that I am hearing through the pipeline. And as always, go Tribe.